Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hello, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Welcome. Today's news story is from Mill Magazine. Haven't heard of it. Neither have we, but our wonderful associate producer, Emily, uh, found it. So I trust it. Uh, this uh, article is called The Science Behind the Thirst for DILFs. Mm. It's a Q&A with uh, the researcher who conducted the <laughs> first this. empirical study of the dad I'd like to fuck, which is amazing. Can you imagine getting funding for that? Yeah, I'm oh. going to do a, a thing on DILFs. I would fund that study. <laughs> DILFs are in. As EJ Dixon described for Mel last fall, one look at Instagram's vast universe of parenting content suggests many people find baby-wearing dads sexy as hell. That's one way to put it. Uh, fathers <laughs> strapping on their kids drive massive engagement on popular accounts like DILFs of Disneyland and... What? And daddy doing work. Daddy doing work. That's that I can get behind. crazy. Or in front of. In <laughs> fact, such dilf-related fervor has inspired Cordy, uh, Corey Peterson, the founder of O-R-G-A-S-M. I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> Observations and Research in Gender and Sexuality Matters Research Lab at Kwantlen Polytechnic University in Canada to embark upon the first empirical study of the attractiveness of DILFs, or dads mm. I'd like to fuck, entitled Naturally in Search of the Appeal of the DILF, a collaboration between Peterson and other researchers at the uh, Orgasm Lab. Oh my God, it's my favorite lab ever. Uh, culturally, of course, MILFs are already a fact of life at least since Stifler's mom appeared in the first American Pie movie 20 years ago not to mention a major search term on Pornhub and the various other tube sites but as Peterson explains what's interesting about the difference between MILFs and DILFs is that the MILF is considered attractive in spite of her kids while the DILF is considered attractive because uh, of his kids uh, to better understand this dichotomy as well as the other DILF science Peterson uncovered in her study uh, oh, Corey's a girl. Okay. I recently spoke to her by phone. So I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll read this first one because it's interesting. Um, why was a study of DILFs necessary? She says, we couldn't find any sort of solid empirical investigations of them, despite the fact that Pornhub's 2017 urine review insights indicated that DILF is becoming a more popular search term. So we knew it was a phenomena of interest. We just didn't know what underlies it. A MILF is presumably attractive because of her confidence. The fact that she has children and that she's older makes her appear more confident and sexually experienced. Yeah. We wanted to investigate whether or not the same factors that seem to attract individuals to the MILF were attractive in the DILF. <laughs> I can't believe this is a real article. I can't believe people put money towards this and I love the world for it. Uh, we were very much operating on the assumption that previous evolutionary psychology literature indicated that women tend to be attracted to older men. Mm -hmm. This has been found globally. Women tend to be attracted to older men and men to be attracted to younger women. Evolutionary psychology have argued that this discrepancy is explained by our ancestral evolutionary tendencies. Mm -hmm. Basically, an older man signifies more status, and it's that status that creates this sort of dominance, Ooh. which is attractive because in an evolutionary sense, it represents his ability to care for his partner and any potential offspring. Whereas for men, their attraction to younger women
woman represents in an evolutionary sense her potential to have (laughs) offspring i know i was like where are we going here um yeah so if you want to read the rest of this article again it's melmagazine.com and the article is called the science behind the thirst for dilfs it's by turney finster from about a couple finster a couple weeks ago yeah i don't think this is turney finster dude dilfs i am a sucker for a dilf although i do not <laughs> get attracted to a man when i i've seen men with babies interacting and mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's hot but then immediately i'm like that's not my baby that's some other lady's baby stop drooling over this guy christina to waste your time right you know what i'm saying I, I like someone who looks like a dilf but doesn't actually have any kids yeah see that's my dream yeah yeah that's my dream i mean that's a, so easy to achieve it's childless like childless dilf yeah you look a, li- a little tired worn down yeah i know have an exercise <laughs> used damn. to be hot like, <laughs> i mean little gray are... real gray yeah even bald hey i'm yeah. loving it did you used to have abs and they went away call christina corinne <laughs> the dilf factory um that's what i'm gonna call my apartment now the dilf factory. the dilf factory yeah because you have to really project and put what you want out there into the world oh so that's i know what I'm trying to try to start doing i know my therapist said pull that bed away from the from the corner <laughs> girl put some peacocks in there invite some men into your life <laughs> come see us live you guys we have a fun new touring show that uh is so fun it doesn't even have a name uh we're very excited <laughs> indianapolis indiana we're gonna be at you at helium comedy club april 18th through the 20th boston massachusetts we're very excited to be playing the wilbur theater again we sold that the fuck out and that was the first ever venue that i invited my parents to because i said if we sell out an 1100 seat theater mom and dad can't, mom and dad can't get pissed about what i say and i was right uh friday may 3rd we're gonna be at the wilbur in boston massachusetts uh for the women in comedy festival we are so excited for this this is a huge theater buy your tickets now because it will sell out but we'd rather sell out sooner because that makes me happy yeah oh, and it's it, so it, fun to it'll perform make us in. go back to boston too like the faster tickets sell for these shows everyone's like oh i'm observing that you know i mean if they sell out last minute that's also wonderful but you know um for all links uh and you know just other things about us go to sorry about <laughs> last night comedy.com slash tours for the links and click on whatever you want uh if you want to browse around they have all of our dates and some stuff some press we have great press and then you can also follow us individually on social media i'm at philanthropy gal i'm at christina hutch and our duo is sorry about last night except on twitter it's sry about last nyt and make sure to leave us a rating a review any of this stuff on itunes is great it's a nice uh free way to support the podcast um and a lot of people have been asking about you know Google Play and other platforms again that's something we're working on we moved from SoundCloud to Megaphone so uh, we're not sure why it's not feeding into this but it's not it's not like we just stopped putting it up we only put it on one platform and then the other ones pick it up so we're trying to figure out why it doesn't yeah. pick up but and you know you can also listen on iTunes and Spotify we didn't yeah we're not hating on anyone any specific uh, way to listen to the podcast and everyone's so quick to be like what's your problem with Google Play I have no problems with Google <laughs> I know. I, me I have neither. no problems with it. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't date someone who had an Android, but that's fine. I wouldn't either. <laughs> or an AOL email address. Mm. I have one, but you that's got just mail. for family mail. Oh, no, that's fine. Family mail. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up, and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk 
to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters, and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just, oh, we've been traveling a lot. Uh, well, we're traveling a lot this month specifically. And uh, so been on and off planes. Um, and there was an, oh, speaking of DILFs, there was an oh, older yeah? guy next to me. And mm. I just noticed, and I think part of it is a, um, because I don't want to, I hate always like blaming everything on men. So I think, I think there's, you know, a, a reasons on both sides, but just like people's manners have gotten worse as far as like hold, holding doors or picking up luggage for people or helping people. And, um, the other day, uh, I was uh, in the subway and I saw a girl struggling with her suitcases. Like she had two f- like full size suitcases that she oh, was trying geez. to get up the subway stairs. That's hard. As someone who is carrying around suitcases a lot, I'm strong and I fucking still struggle all the time because they're it's heavy, it's cumbersome. Yeah. As a woman, you're just not, not like for me. Like my height gets in the way a lot. Like right. I can be- I can barely lift things. Yeah. Above my like because when something's really heavy and you have to get it too. into the overhead compartment and you're five foot three, that's really difficult. Right. Right. No matter how strong you are, yeah. Because you know, even when you're doing like a, a like a deadlift, you're not going above your fucking head. Yeah, no, those are hard. Um. So, uh, yeah. And so I just no one was helping her. It was a very crowded subway. There was tons of men, women, young people around. No one was helping her. So I just literally was like grabbed it and brought it up to the top of the staircase for her. And she was so appreciative. So just like a reminder that you, women can help women carry stuff too. You know, like oh, I help women all the yeah. time. Strollers, yeah. all the time. Well, and and that's what what I was. I thinking. am nervous. I'm going to trip and fall and kill their baby, but whatever. That's well, just that's like because me. that's what happened. Because in New York Uh-oh. City a couple weeks ago, uh, <gasps> no. there was a woman named Malaysia Goodson, and oh, she exactly. Yes. So oh, it's so fu- I forgot about that. It's so funny, meaning funny, peculiar, because I had helped this girl, and I was thinking in my head, like Jesus Christ, like I'm five foot three, and I'm helping her, and like yeah. there's a lot of other people available to help. And hey, men, just to clear something up for all the men out there, okay? Because I've been hearing this a lot, a the feminism. Times argument, lately, yeah. 
we if if we are carrying something heavy you can help us just don't even you can help us you don't have to wonder if we're going to be like i'm strong enough on my own you're physically stronger than us what are you gonna do it's mother nature i can't fucking help it we need help carry something for me or just say like hey would you like a hand and like the person can decide for the moment and also like if someone gets catty with you for helping them that's their that's fucking their problem issue. and that's they gotta not yeah they gotta either maybe they have a stick up their ass maybe they were assaulted by a man and they just don't want to interact with a stranger who's also a man you know what i mean like that could be anything so don't take that personally but i'm telling you right now majority of majority of us when we're carrying heavy shit fucking help us well yeah because this okay so this woman named malaysia goodson uh basically she was trying to carry uh, her stroller i don't, can't remember if it was up or down the stairs ended up I think falling it was down because she fell onto the platform and she the, the and, rail and she died well i thought she died from like hitting her head oh uh, yeah 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 it was a, it was the staircase so yeah. you wouldn't fall onto the tracks That's like true. she just fell and like hit you know because if you hit your head the body is so interesting i mean people can survive you know shark attacks but then you bump your head one way the wrong way and it's you're dead and you're dead and this was a woman in her early 20s the baby survived she passed away unfortunately so and uh you know and then some people were like well it says very clearly in the subway rules that you're not supposed to carry a, 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 a stroller up and down the stairs i'm like yeah it says it and Every single person does, does that. it because mothers, not every mother can afford to take a fucking cab. Well, and also that's a lot of, I mean, it's it's difficult and a lot of work to take a stroller anywhere. Well, I mean, they're saying like to use the elevator, but not not all not of all the ones have elevators. Exactly. Not all the subways have elevators. And sometimes it's a really a lot long of distance. Them don't actually. Yeah. Yeah. My they're, ex is. Dad. Yeah, they're yeah. really not, you know, uh, handicap or stroller friendly. Like a lot of these subway uh, platforms. Which is weird considering New York is such an accessible city. The subway system. Is yeah, it's rude. like you have to take the bus and everyone everyone who lives in New York knows the bus is way slower. So just a reminder, like for women is a good way. You know, I'm always, in, you know, encouraging a, a nice way for a woman to help another woman that doesn't yeah. have to involve anything. It's not competitive. It's not aesthetic. It's a real easy way just to help. And, and then additionally, I was on a plane and this old older guy like like not old like older than me like he like could have been he could have been my dad maybe yes daddy. um and he kind of just yeah he just like kind of took my suitcase for me put it up when the flight started and then without even asking took it down when it landed took it down and left it and, good and move. even popped the handle for me like he was oh the fucking God. uh best uber driver in the world and i was just like it was just so, so nice because nice. I don't usually I mean sometimes I'll just like ask people I'm like I'll, I'll like the yeah. way there's like if you're in trouble I'll be like hey green, green shirt can you help me because you yeah. have to point out someone specific a lot of times otherwise no one's gonna fucking help yeah. you yeah, and like, I well, take down things really for people me. all the time yeah. you know as long as I'm physically capable of doing it happy to help and that stuff it's like I just don't understand why <laughs> <laughs> yeah why you can't help someone with a suitcase yeah I've noticed a lot on planes well I would say maybe three out of ten flights yeah. that I take, a guy will do exactly what he did with you. Like he'll, he'll yeah. he won't, you won't even ask, and then I'll take it down. And it's like, oh my god, that's really nice of you. Thank you. Yeah, because I want to. Yeah, I wanna, always want to shout out like good deeds and like on the subway yeah. when people people offer me a seat really a lot. Not it. even when they think I'm pregnant, when they just think I'm a regular girl. Yeah, and I'm like, like you know what? I'll take it. Yeah. I'm tired. Oh, I, like I never accept the seat, but I because I, I don't think. But that, I always give up my seat when somebody older than me. Yeah. One I, time there was two old ladies that came on, and they were both standing in front of me. Oh no! Staring at me. What do you? And do? they were elderly as fuck. Yeah. I'm talking like leather skin like right. they poked they still smoke a pack a day nice badass bitches but i was like i don't know which one of you to give it to yeah well you just and get so up I just and then sat they there. Let, no, oh, I, just sat there. I was like i would just stand up and let them fight it out for themselves <laughs> i was getting off at the next stop and i was like oh pff, they'll figure it out yeah also when i stood up i couldn't go anywhere but whatever <laughs> i don't know uh is alfred okay like, we're in north carolina alfred. 
Oh, he's licking my shoe. Because it's real cute. weather, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get Aww. over here. Do not like that. We're in North Carolina. Um, chilling. Um, and I've been doing a lot of self-help shit lately, you guys. Um, we're recording this. We're recording this in early February. We have to record it early because Corinne and I are both separately going to be in Los Angeles um, and not in the same space. So, um, so this intro, I'm saying it on February 9th, but it's coming out March 1st. But... Uh, we, Corinne and I did, we did podcasts. We did two people's podcasts. We did Shanae Alexander's podcast, which is called Press Send, right? Press Send, yes. Fucking incredible. I love Shanae Alexander. Shout out to that podcast. What an incredible podcast host she is. That it was. It's a really good podcast. She had done like only a couple episodes and we're like, wow, you, you are, are so professional. Polished, professional, well yeah. dressed, which is unnecessary, but a bonus. I know, but I podcast. love it because I got to look at you and I, it's fun. It was, I know. I was like, oh man, Shanae, you are. She <laughs> outdoes herself all the time. I Every love it. Every single time. And it's, it seems effortless. I know it does take a lot of effort, but it seems effortless. And we did Girls Gotta Eat mm-hmm. podcast. We did those on the same day. And we were talking a lot about, I've just been reflecting lately because I've been going to these uh, adult child meetings. We've since branched off and done smaller meetings we go to justin silver's house and we you know you can't talk about what you say but like it's it's really helpful it's really helpful um kind of just making sure you hold each other accountable for stuff i guess i even told it similar to aa mm-hmm. cool aa sounds dope if i was an alcoholic i'd definitely go there because this is a very helpful program <laughs> um i like the setup but i've just been in the self-help train lately i guess and so i've been having it on the brain a lot it's exhausting thinking about in therapy lately, I've been talking about men mm-hmm. because and and a lot of the things I have to say, I can't say on this podcast. Right. Because of the circumstances. Maybe one day, I think one day I will talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, there's just unique circumstances. And, um, and right. for both of those instances, for both of these men, if I were to actually talk about the thing that I want to talk about, they would have to be present because I'm not going to talk. Oh, for both of them. Interesting. Yeah, but I know half. Yeah, I know half. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe one of them no, but I, I don't right. know. I just but but you know, my life is so together in so many ways mm-hmm. except for men. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of I don't know if it's always been that I say it's always been that way, but it, that might be an exaggeration. <laughs> I, I I mean I know with Steven, obviously we were together for such a long time. However, and this is of no fault of his, this is me. This is all me. I have been neglecting my feelings and my needs and my wants in a relationship i re-listened to the breakup episode Mm -hmm. and it was so interesting to me that i talked about my parents and how my dad would teach me to yell at him when i was mad at my mother and i brought that up and these are all things that we're dealing with um that are kind of being covered in these adult child meetings is uh, you know what qualifies you to be an adult child having a dysfunctional family but also being a people pleaser Mm -hmm. and um, not knowing where to go with your feelings and all these things that I do and so I've just I've just it's been ruminating with me and I went to my therapist and I and I um I was asking her the the last therapy session I had I asked her um I I I I was on this Mexico retreat and uh I had the, the desire I was there was no phones. I mean, we had our phones, but there was no internet and electricity. So I really wasn't, I've deleted my social media apps. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to just sit in my thoughts. That's the only thing you had to do. Right. And, you know, I would talk to Melissa and stuff and that would be distracting and nice, but we would talk about our thoughts. So um, I had this desire to text one of the guys that I was seeing and I was so disappointed in myself that I wanted to, after what had transpired with this person, I knew 
that it was not a good idea. And one thing is why I brought up the, those podcasts that we did that one day. Because on Shanae Alexander's podcast, oh, okay. Courtney, you had said that I put men on these pedestals. But mm-hmm. what really fucked me up was when you said I protect them. Because I totally protect them. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. Even mm-hmm. though it's so obvious. It's so obvious I protect them. Yeah, but it's, you know, but sometimes I, you just me. need, like, sometimes, like, it's very simple. I mean, like, all the time, like, you'll 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 point out things, you know, just from spending so much time in such uh, unique circumstances uh, together. Uh, you'll yeah. point out stuff about me that I n- wouldn't necessarily know either. Yeah. It was just <clears> like, <throat> wow, I really do protect them. And, and you know, and I, and I brought that back to therapy. I told... I told my therapist that you had said that and I, and I told her like, man, that is, yeah, that's what I do. And if we're going to relate it to a parent thing, my mom, I protect mm-hmm. my mom with every, like if anybody's ever said anything bad about her, right. I would want to murder them. Mm-hmm. I have said atrocious things about my mother because I don't know how to deal with my feelings and uh, and also because I had the feelings. I just didn't, well, I pushed them down. Yeah, and I don't never think that you actually anything that you've said has been atrocious. I think that you're always like, I, said, I mean, I've said bad things behind closed doors. But like you're, I feel like you're, you know, yeah, like, you know, you can you can love someone and still express that they have caused you pain or failed you in some ways and they are not at all a failure as a power parent you know those are right di- those are different things it doesn't have to but be it was all always good or all go bad right but <clears throat> in my household it was always don't tell mama you really feel or she's gonna kill herself oh i we didn't know that i didn't know that did your dad say that to you i said that to my dad and when i was i mean i was my brother and i would say that to each other when we were kids well that's okay because you guys are kids and now and, and even when we were teenagers right because I, mean, I was like, like i was just like that's just i was like i hope even, your dad didn't say that no 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 my dad didn't, okay i said that but my dad wasn't like hey 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 right because he didn't know we didn't we don't know you right know what i mean he protected my mother and he's and he still does the thing is it, it's so strange because my mother isn't the way she was mm-hmm. she, her mind is not she's not manipulative like she she does have these tendencies but she's not um there were so many moments i would say when i was like 23 and younger where uh-huh. she maybe even 25 and younger yeah now yeah, maybe now too where she just really was not nice to me um and well, that's kind of like the mom-daughter dynamic that's kind of right. so fascinating. Right. But her mental illness was really, uh, she was at the grips of it when I was, uh, up until I was in college, I would say. And then after that, it really, because she switched her meds and it, it was, she was better. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, my brother and I would say that. And I know my brother's, it's so funny, My brother, all my brother's girlfriends, I would always watch them all be so confused by how we treat our mom. Like, so confused about how... Uh, I remember Alana, we were at a beat, the beach house one year and Alana was like, why do you guys protect her? And my brother and I were like, you don't understand. She, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we said like, you don't tell mama you really feel or she might kill herself. Like that's, that's the thing that's in the back of our heads. And mm-hmm. so that's a fucked up way mm-hmm. to live. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and so I was asking my therapist, uh, what you know i said why did i I, i'm really disappointed in myself that i had this desire to text this guy um because uh, i just wish i could have you know i had it in my head that i didn't want to do that Mm -hmm. and she goes well my we had we were having a really intense session as it was and she said um my therapy brain is telling me to lead you in one direction but my emotional brain is really wants to ask you a question huh so do you mind if I ask you this question? Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. And she goes, do you think that texting this guy was you checking in to make sure your mother's okay? 
and and I ugh, that hit a nerve. It was it, the craziest experience feeling I've I think I've ever felt in my life in this therapy session when she asked me that question I started crying and I was like maybe and then I I kind of moved switched my body language completely and I wanted to move on to another topic and she said she goes do you mind if you we keep you there in that space Mm -hmm. that you were just in um because you felt very present and I said I said okay because I really trust this woman and yeah, I know. I was like, I want to meet her. <laughs> she's incredible. She's retiring, and I cried so hard when she told me that. Fuck. But I would love to have her on the podcast after she retires. So Fuck. I, okay. I think it's a conflict of interest until then. Oh but, um, no, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, but afterwards, oh my god. Um, and she goes, "Do you mind going back to this place?" And we talk a lot about when I feel things. Where do I feel it in my body and and stuff and and breathing? Everybody always says, "Go back to your breath. Go back to your breath." But that is true because when I get when I when she said, "Is that you checking up on your mother?" I stopped breathing. I stopped breathing. Okay, and I hold yeah. my stomach really tight. I think that's why I have stomach issues. And um, mm-hmm. and she said, "You know, uncross your legs, sit in the chair, and go back to that space." And I did, and and I and I was holding my breath. She goes, "You're holding your breath," and I didn't realize it. And then she goes, "Can you breathe in? Can you breathe like just breathe into this?" And mm-hmm. I did. It felt like it was. It felt like magic was happening. I blacked out, even though my eyes were open. Mm-hmm. And and I and I and I went into this place that I've never been before, and I feel like it was like going into like a really dark corner of my mind. And and she was asking me to envision my family. And she goes, what do they look like? And I go, they, I feel like I'm the child in an M. Night Shyamalan movie. And my teacher is asking me to draw a picture of my family. And the camera cuts to the piece of paper. And it's the most terrifying thing you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. And she goes, good. She goes, good. I'm go- what else? What else do you feel? And I kept describing these things that I felt in the most Edgar Allan Poe-esque way. I've never been that articulate. There's never been that close of a match between what I felt and what I said in my life. It was the, I felt the biggest shift. It was the most, I can't, I can't explain it better than that. It was really, really nuts. And I was in that space for probably maybe 10 minutes. And then I went back, you know, the session ended, but Mm -hmm. she, it was just like, um, it was, it was wild. And it made me realize that in these moments, that I, that I feel deep pain are also the moments that I feel the most alive. And I'm realizing that, and I don't need Adderall or alcohol or marijuana to numb myself. I've managed to develop a mechanism to numb myself right. sober. And I think that why I feel so alive in these sad moments, and like it kind of feels twisted a little bit, because I'm like, well, shouldn't I feel alive when I'm really happy to? Right. And sometimes I do. But well, that's my concern, like a common concern for artists, you know? Yeah. That's like the, the, t- the TED Talk that I love from the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love is like, you know, kind of like, uh, because there is this fear as an artist that you can only create or feel alive uh, when you are in pain. Did yeah. you did you run that by your therapist? That notion, or yeah, I did, I did. And she, <laughs> well, she was talking about me just numbing myself and and how uh, chasing excitement is a is a um, on the ACA website. Um, we're addicted to excitement. That's how I always have felt. I've, I've used that phrase before. I'm addicted to excitement, right? Um, because it makes you feel alive, and you're because you, you don't feel alive um, anywhere else, and. Huh. Um, Huh. And uh, I'm trying to, I, re- I took all down all these notes because I left the therapy session feeling like 
I was supposed to be walking around with three legs my entire life and I finally got the third leg. Mm. That's what it feels like. May I, and I feel like I was in a time machine when I was in the chair. Uh-huh. Like I feel I felt myself like back to the future-esque, like just like in light speed, go somewhere else. It was past cra- past or future. Past. past. Right. Okay, can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. Just like okay, so I I no I why was it why was it that question that because I know who this person is yeah. so just like knowing this other like knowing who the person is and knowing what what went cons- went down why how is that related okay to checking on your mom yeah if you can explain that without yes. giving away no 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 it's totally fine because in reality it has nothing to do with this guy okay it, so it doesn't matter because I don't one know why you would want to protect that guy is basically my I think, concern. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why her words when she said that it resonated with me is because I've been doing all this work on myself lately. Okay. So one of the things on the adult child website is that we're confusing pity with love. But what I mean okay. by that is you you love somebody you can pity. Okay. So you love somebody who needs your help. Okay. You lo- so, so meaning I'm not looking for a wounded bird here. Mm-hmm. But if I find a bird and we connect and then the bird shows me the wounds... I attach to the wounds. I don't know why. Okay. I want to help the person. So it's it's this this I I feel like the way I can love you is by fixing you kind of thing. But I don't look I don't look out for broken people. I just when I meet people, um, I I I don't know. The, I guess maybe I am and I don't realize it. But um, I think I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, but it's really exhausting. Yeah, and the reason why the, it hit me so hard is because. I, I'm losing all my energy. I'm giving it to other people. Yeah. All of it. Every fucking little ounce of it. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Same. And I mean, I'm not doing it because I'm not doing it for the same reasons as, as you. Yeah. But I mean, like giving other people energy. And then I'm like, why? I'm like, I don't, I can't even answer the, right. the why. I don't know. And I think I've been doing that since I was so little that I don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. So the, the, um, the pity thing, I pitied my, I, I've never, I've always struggled with feeling so bad for a person mm-hmm. and loving them so much and also admiring their strength all those three categories first place is my mom in all three categories yeah and that's a lot of it's very confusing and so um that's why when she said i'm checking on my mom it just made me so sad it made me s- sad that the little girl in me is still sneaking into mom's room to her crying and just looking in and crying herself like that that's you know mm-hmm. that's what's happening a lot of inner we do a lot of inner child work with my therapist and um and it's so fucking helpful and the, i think i'd mentioned this on the podcast when she had me talk to my six-year-old self what would you tell her and then eventually i, I blurted out i would tell her she's it's not her job to be the mommy mm-hmm. um because you know uh, because th- that's what I thought that was the burden that I was carrying as a child I right. put that on myself so I feel like a weight was lifted when she did that I don't know and and the other thing is she had me take a deep breath mm-hmm. and whenever I get like that I do not breathe at all um, I barely like I just like suck air in through my teeth it's weird like I'm not breathing I'm barely breathing right now you could probably tell my voice but um yeah I, that was just like a shift like like i'm a rubik's cube and i'm and i and it twisted one step closer to all the colors being yeah, on each yeah. side mm-hmm. um and it was just the gnarliest fucking thing i've ever experienced in my life i feel different i feel like a different person i feel like um i feel like i met my adult self for the first time wow yeah 
Wow, this therapist is... I know. It's crazy. Fucking uh, amazing. Well, and she also... I feel like a star student, too, because she... <laughs> uh, she, she doesn't tell me that exactly, but she's like, you really are fervent about getting better. Mm-hmm. Like, you're really diligent about it and really concerned about it and consumed consumed by it you know not in an unhealthy way yet hopefully never but um but yeah that's an interesting comment because actually my therapist gave me a similar comment and like every week week when i come back and have done whatever she asked me to do she's always surprised and i go but you asked me to do that and she goes i know i asked you to but she's like (laughs) she's like you don't have to and i go well why would i waste my money and time i'm like this is not cheap and i have lots of other things to do with my time besides talk to a semi-stranger but so I, yeah. why would i be doing that exactly we are very busy people like, our time is very precious. i just i mean but it, it, for anyone i don't understand and like you know i have lots of friends who are therapists too and the same thing it's like uh you know i think people you know are maybe ready to take the step of going to a therapist but aren't actually willing to do the work so it's kind of like why why do that yeah yeah. i can go to an aa meeting and then have a drink after i just don't understand what the point is yeah because like i can understand not being ready but like to waste your time and then still be stubborn about it that's the that's the confusing part there's also things like i've done things before in the past where i i feel guilty that i'm not working on something so i feel like i should but i'm not ready to but i'm not actually right i haven't married those two things yet so that i'll say i'm gonna do it and then i'll get i'll beat myself up for not succeeding in it or not doing it well right whatever the fuck that's people who beat themselves up as a tendency to do that but um and the other thing that i that i realized i didn't do i said this on shanae's podcast i think oh that's such I a good for- episode i forget it was such a good episode you guys gotta listen to it Press yeah we send. love shanae um is you know we're ve- you and i are very goal-oriented humans like sure. i i always have goals i always have career goals education goals uh volunteer like goals for everything friendship like i re- i work on my friendships like i really want to work on being a great friend and, and making sure to mm. do really fun things with my friends when yeah. i can and, and be working at the right amount i have never once sat down and thought about what i wanted in a man oh really not once i just I, I don't even think about it. I just like, oh, whatever happens, happens. And I look, that is a great attitude. But I think you also have to be clear just with it, within yourself of mm-hmm. what are the qualities that I want. When I was in high school, I was like, I just want a guy who's like tan and has tattoos. Like, the fucking means nothing now. Right. Um, and so there's so many, there are so many qualities that I would like in a guy that I never even thought to brainstorm. So mm-hmm. that's my next homework assignment is I have to brainstorm it just to be clear. Because then when you meet somebody who doesn't, check any of those boxes checking boxes so i always thought was like you know when you meet someone like it doesn't matter but you, there's certain things that you can't settle there on. are certain things well and I, and I think another thing that we've talked about a couple of times is that we so often are thinking about what we do want in a partner but another way to look at it that can sometimes be more helpful is uh to make a list of like hard no's like things that you definitely yeah. cannot have in a partner yeah like i i have those uh for sure but i feel like you've you know for you it's like you definitely need someone who's like very emotionally in touch with themselves yes but not <clears> a mess well, I confuse um, that. Oh, you 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 confuse someone who is showing a lot of emotions As with someone who touch. is emotionally in touch. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that's the got to not do. Well, yeah, because an emotionally need- in touch person can actually not show a ton of emotions. Right, like, which it's is not necessarily totally fine. Yeah, the same thing. Um, and that's actually probably preferred because we both can't be crying <laughs> all the time, you know? Yeah. But uh, uh, wait, what, you said something else. Um, 
on Shanae's podcast that I wanted to. I talk know. About. I was like, we should just release should, that on ours too. That was a good one. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Because I just love her so much that I was like, oh, I'll I'll give you sometimes. I'll, sometimes, like when I'm on a podcast, I'll save the good content for our podcast. Yeah, totally. But, but I, that day, I had I a lot just, of stuff on my brain. That and girls got to eat. I was like, I love both you guys. I know. So we'll just <laughs> yeah, we'll give you some gems. We'll give you some exclusives. We'll do a good job. Yeah, but listen to that because there's something else that was said that I was like, oh man, because you had said it and you. Uh, I forget what it was, but, um, you know, and also like I know now from dating, you know, from my past that I don't want, oh, this is what you said. This is what you said. It's not weak to want to be in a relationship and want to be in love. It's not oh, a yeah, weak yeah, yeah. thing to, to make that clear. Right. Cause I've been There's setting a difference up a between lot. Desperate yeah. and mm-hmm. not, and you can always smell it. Even though people say they can't, every human being listening to this can tell when someone's being desperate and right. someone's not, you, everybody can. So, there, but so you don't have to specify that, but, um, it, it I when you said that I was like yeah you know what you're right I feel like I I'm I pretend to be so cool about this shit I really do and not even on this podcast just in front of my to my friends to you to my parents I pretend to be fly as fuck when it comes to my the way I'm dating like yeah I don't really care yeah I don't care I just pretend to be just fucking James Dean motherfucker about <laughs> it's the dating. area where I'm least cool for sure <laughs> not, I think everybody's the least cool not that I consider area. myself super cool uh <laughs> to begin with but I mean I I kind of consider myself to be pretty fucking cool but uh with men it's like that's not how I feel that doesn't match how I actually feel stop trying to put on this fucking mask mm-hmm. um because you don't you don't really think like that, Christina. And I'm I'm telling like, I'm talking about like conversations I'll have with Melissa. You know what I mean? Like even that, I feel like I'm putting on a face. Hmm. And that's so stupid. Um, so I'm going to stop doing that because I do, I really value, I am the kind of person who I just, I just really love love a lot. Well, I think the key is like when you th- like, okay, so because I've been thinking about, about, we're so deep into feminism now that we, that I have been trying to be, um, really cognizant of not just being like like the answer is always feminism so I try to think of things like and ways that feminism could possibly be failing us and I think there are several yeah we should um, look at and to be aware of them and I think one of them is that it it with this like you know you you know be alone you don't need a man but the thing is like it's not a relationship is not about a man we we only think of it that because we are heterosexual women but i was like you know think of if you just if you make it genderless then you're and you use and you use partner which i hate because it feels like it sounds it's annoying word actually well i hate it in the way that people use it which is in like a you know a rachel dratch lover uh will ferrell kind of way Yeah, yeah yeah but when you think of partner as what it really means as in like it is just a genderless person who is going to be kind of like the uh, your not other half but the the person who uh, makes makes you better brings out your best qualities is your teammate that kind of a thing then it makes it a lot easier uh, to digest yeah and I think also uh, success like you you always hear uh, really successful people uh, or I mean, talk or write about how you know they were so blinders on goal oriented and then they finally got the thing you know i'm talking career wise that they were looking for and that it feels very lonely at the top if you don't have someone to share that success with so mm. and because i am so obsessed with celebrity not even being i just love be, i, yeah, I love celebrity. celebrity i love that's why i love kid. andy warhol because he is someone who is like shamelessly obsessed with celebrity the way i am and but i've always been really aware of the negative part too yeah um and so i always like kept that that in the back of my head and i i didn't understand it 
then, but I always had it in the back of my head. And now, and again, this is like still like a low level of success, but like I understand it now so clearly. So I can only imagine how like a super mega star oh must feel. I've seen, who's the most famous person I've ever seen? I don't know. Britney Spears. Well, no, like out on the street, Leonardo oh. DiCaprio. Oh, I wow. And like, man, you just, you you feel like you, if I didn't see his face, I would have felt that it was him because he just had, like, it's just crazy. Celebrity is great. I am Oh, for me, Big Justin Bieber, I guess, is the most famous person I've ever like, Oh, yeah, touched. he's super famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, he, I mean, like, truly was, you know, I would describe the meeting. He was damaged. Oh, I mean, I, 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 I said hi and I walked away because I was like, this poor guy has been through... He's yeah, people have yeah, taken yeah, too yeah. much from him. He doesn't. Yeah. And as much as I wanted to meet him and take a picture, I was like, if yeah, it's not worth. I it. was like, if I love him as much as I say I do, which is I do, I was like, I just can't. Yeah, I can't take any more from him. He needs he needs space. Um, but yeah, and also uh, the the story about the therapy. I was like, you, I, I have you you've seen Love Actually, right? Yeah, I've told you this a couple of times. That there's is that one, the one I always get a mix up with the holiday. The ho- well, the well, ho- actually is Hugh Grant, right? Uh, Holiday's Jude Law. Uh, yeah, yes, 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 correct. Okay. Yes, Hugh Grant. Ugh, yeah, Hugh Grant annoys me. Um, and but it's just really like the one. There's this one character I can't remember the actor's name. A really good actor, Laura. Maybe it's, I think it's Laura Linney. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Laura Linney. Mm-hmm. So she plays a character, and her relationship with her her brother, who is yeah. in um, what is the proper word? A mental health facility. Like okay. commit. He's committed. Okay. Um, that relationship. I mean, I saw this years ago, and it reminded me uh, of your relationship with your with your mom. And I and and that movie, I like that cleared it up a lot. I was like, oh, this is like there's literally there's literally a moment when there's this guy in her office who she's obsessed with, and it, this guy is like Laura Linney is beautiful, but this guy is fucking the hot like he's he's out of her league visually not personality wise at all um (laughs) and so yeah and she finally goes on a date with him it goes well like they're literally about to have sex and her and the theme like her brother keeps calling um and throughout the whole movie he keeps calling and they're literally about to have sex and the the like she stops having sex with this guy or about like he's about to put it in to answer the phone because she is always there for her brother and like i remember there have been times when like we've been like literally like recording the podcast or something and like your mom calls and even if you don't pick up your attention is like yeah. gone. Yeah. That's that was a couple of years ago. I will yeah, say, yeah. but like, and so that, that's the only reason. And I was just like, oh, maybe like if you saw another character, yeah, yeah, it helps it. to do that. Because yeah. like you want to be like, no, like give time to yourself. But then it's like you can't. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, I haven't been, I didn't live your childhood, so I don't know what to, you know, what to say. It's like um when <clears> you <throat> oh if I'm gonna forget the word and all the tech nerds listening to me are gonna be screaming <laughs> it into their speakers. But um partitioning a hard drive, that's what it is. You can partition a hard drive when you. Uh, by a computer what does that to mean? do half uh, to be mac um like you can you can devote half 50 percent of your hard drive oh. to a mac desktop oh. on a mac and then you can partition it and devote 50 percent or whatever wow. of your de- of your that. of your hard drive space to uh-huh. to windows and i feel like um i i don't know how to partition my brain to balance the fact that bad things and good things happen and and hmm. everything is both bad and good um it's really difficult because i love my mother so much Mm -hmm. and even still when she calls you know and like i said late the past couple years she's been fucking so great and so like mentally her mental state has been pretty great and i'm so happy for that but when she answers the phone like hey honey how are you oh i i i I take a breath of uh, like a sigh of relief and then when she answers the phone like hey 
Mm-hmm. I just every cell in my body cringes, and I I can't. That's why I was so obsessed with you're either a good person or you're a bad person. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 you can't be both, but you can be both. Right. Not I that mean, I'm saying is, my mom is good and bad, but I'm just saying. And um, there is anxiety in unpredictable people. I've had, like, I had a teacher in middle school who her personality was very unpredictable. Mm, and like, oh, really? it would give a, everyone anxiety to go into that class because you don't oh. know if she's going to, Mrs. Hughes is going to be in a good mood. And I can say it because I'm pretty sure she's dead. Okay. Um, is going to be in a good mood or if it's going to day that going to be the day that she fucking flings cold coffee on everyone's papers yeah i mean that was an un- <laughs> that's Guys, bad wait she would do that got, burnout middle school that was an unsafe like situation you had us in head oh top, but like, <laughs> i mean yeah and she was obviously i, I mean I, she was probably mentally ill for sure and she had had some kind of a stroke or something oh. and was like and i mean not in class but like you know was and there was like you know a legend about her where she was a uh, you know used to be like a, a beauty queen like you know was the Jean Benet type but lived oh, and God. like <laughs> that's and, good and so uh, <laughs> but I mean I just remember and I had not really had a, much experience being around someone yeah like that Fuck. and and everyone's like and I also I don't like friends that I have who are really unpredictable with how they're gonna be personality wise I, they I, they don't remain my friends for long because just for right. me you need that I really can't handle that you're much better at handling that They're, unpredictability than so me. so good at it. I need and a real fucking predictable personality yeah. in someone. Like, I can't, I just, I can't, I don't know how to deal with that. <clears throat> someone set me up on a blind date. If you're listening and you have someone really good and they're a firefighter or not a firefighter. And they're, fi- and they're a firefighter. Well, wait, I got to make a list of what I want, but whatever, I will. But yeah. Is firefighter the top thing? No, because I did go on a date with a firefighter and just because they're a firefighter doesn't mean they're great. He wasn't bad, but I was like, eh. You're well, like, I just feel like a, a lot. Yeah, and also like you like you like to, and not again. This is just like a stereotype, but a lot of like, like blue collar workers are not going to, you know, be as interested in like right social issues. I know, and that's fine, and that's great. And I, need, I love having bringing opposite things to the table. Just like a fucking liberal in a fedora is not going to be able to build a shelf for you, and you know? that's totally fine. And, and again, I, these are all stereotypes, but they're pretty true. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I would love to fucking I blue blue collar guys. I really like a lot. Mm-hmm. I like them, and maybe that's the dad thing because my dad's I like them too and so is my brother ultimately I I can't see it working out though for me yeah with those well see then my idea was like oh I want a blue collar comedian not an actual like Jeff Fox (laughs) but like like Dan Soder I would say is like blue collar ish you think he can fix something I don't um, I think he could if he wa- if he went on that path. If he didn't become a comedian, he would know how to build a shelf. Do you let's, know what I'm saying? Let's set up an obstacle course for comedians and see who can <laughs> fix something. Yeah, well, yeah. Because James that was one of my main things. I was like, oh, I, I, he can fix it. He can fix things. So yeah. I was like, this is perfect. This yeah. is great. Um, all right, guys. So uh, we have been chatting a long time but that's because we can do whatever the fuck we want yeah that's this right this is our episode only uh, every couple of episodes or maybe not every couple of months maybe we're gonna do a, an email episode because people really want to know what's in our inbox and this gives us the appropriate amount of time to go through it not rush uh, and answer especially not th- now that we're not doing the bonus episodes anymore again there's a, been a couple changes I announced it on the final episode that that would have been the final episode but pe- a lot oh. of people have been asking so just oh. if you are wondering I wasn't joking yeah. when I said it was the last <laughs> one uh, and again we're gonna have other things you know at a certain point it's just time to like change shit up yeah and absolutely. so do, and do new things and spend time on other things uh, that will be equally exciting and we will share with you as soon as they're done um, so this uh, first email is called this is the one you want me to read right the first one yeah, yeah. it's called I accidentally peed on my fiance oops 
oops, hi, Corinne and Christina. My name is blah, blah, blah. I love your podcast. My fiance and I have been listening for about two years now. It has encouraged us to be more adventurous and all that jazz. But seriously, thank you. You're welcome. We saw you guys quite a few months ago on your uh, Bridget Bishop tour and we loved your show. Uh, Christina actually made fun of us for taking engagement photos. I've attached one of our more corny pictures. You know, all my friends have gotten them, so I just got to accept them from from now. Um, So let's get to the good stuff. Last weekend, I accidentally peed on my fiance while asleep. Oh, (laughs) I thought this was like I came and then I peed. Okay, wow. Yeah, uh, I've done that. I mean, more as a a child. I had a very bad bedwetting problem. Uh, I've peed on my brother for sure, (laughs) non-sexually. Throughout my life, when I need to use the bathroom while asleep, I have had these extremely vivid dreams where I get out of bed and go to the bathroom, except I don't. I've always woke myself up before actually peeing due to noticing something odd about the bathroom. Therefore, I've never actually wet the bed as an adult until now. It was four in the morning after having one of those bathroom dreams. I woke up on top of my fiance. I often sleep on top of him. What? Uh, One of the guys. No, it's kind of fun. It's sweet. Well, sleeping, I've never like done it a whole night, but I've taken a nap on top of a man. Fully on top? I don't like that. I I feel like he's a bear. Oh, I like like head and top on chest, but the full one, it just feels weird. Um... Let's see. His shorts were soaked in urine and he was still sound asleep. After quickly deciding what to do next, should I change my underwear, rinse off, and let him take the blame? I know I'm a terrible person for even thinking about nah, that. Yeah, you're being honest. Everyone would have thought about that. But but don't doesn't everyone's pee smell different? I don't know. I oh, feel like really? I can smell, smell my own pee. But I didn't actually do it. I ended up waking him up, telling him what happened, and walking my sleepy fiance to the Aww. shower. Some backstory. We were staying at my sister's house that night. I had never done laundry before in my life. And my sister's laundry room was located right next to her bedroom. Okay, back to the story. I stripped to the bed, put the sheets in the washer, and started the search in the cabinets for laundry detergent. Then my sister's husband showed up in the doorway. After trying to hide what was going on by not letting him open the washer, in a fit of laughter, I eventually told him what happened, and he taught me how to do laundry. Put the soap in, run the water, and then put in laundry. And I know a lot of people are throwing shade at you right now, girl, but I also do not know how to do the laundry. It's the one thing I never learned, and (laughs) at this point probably won't. Um, The next day, I told my best friend the story, and she said, she had also peed the bed as an adult due to one of these dreams lucky for her she was not on top of another human being she was in her own apartment and she did know how to do laundry well she's doing great (laughs) i'm emailing for two reasons i thought you would enjoy the story and i wondered if this was something that was fairly common or do you think i need to talk to someone about this just you know alcohol was not involved in my incident or my best friend's incident thank you for all you do okay i was gonna say i was like i have one time peed the uh bed as an adult and it was alcohol uh related and and that i mean that's a time when you're when you're like i mean this was years ago i was dating frank and um you're like holy shit like this is this is a time for reflection <laughs> i think when you pee your you pee your bed, bed due to a substance and like it's a thing that you see you know we saw it in a star is born remake we saw it and you see it in a lot of like rocker movies and also it's usually a guy and for some reason the woman always like accepts it when a guy does it but then like <laughs> if you saw it in a woman with a, a movie where a woman did it it would be like repulsive and i yeah. and i just want to point that out um i'm repulsed when it's either per- person including myself and then you're like what the fuck did i do um and uh 
and I did yeah definitely it's a, it was one of the the times when I was just like oh yeah Frank you should be very pissed at me right now for getting pee on you <laughs> oh, it yeah. was my own bed well, thank god yeah but like I mean it but was, if it was due to alcohol yeah that's yeah you gotta it ask was, yourself some questions it was like what the fuck is going on and I don't even know why I had just I had never done that before never done it since like crazy I think with, with, with her she's having a dream that she's yeah. peeing I, that's that's gotta be what it is no 100% and I like for her I think you should see some kind of a therapist because uh more so not not that peeing is such a huge deal but like i'm always worried with sleep disorders that you're gonna do something that's gonna hurt yourself or someone else obviously christine and i just saw uh mike Mike birbiglia show show. oh my god and he has a really bad sleep disorder where he has to zip himself up in like a fucking uh, sleeping bag bag so his like so he doesn't like murder you know living things while he's asleep yeah and then he told in his one-man show he told these stories about how women have murdered their husbands and children and and men have murdered their children and, and wives Sleep disorders in are no sleep joke because they thought that they were beating them up, mm-hmm. and, and, and they were thought they were a monster. Yep, yep. I yep, mean yep. that is terrible. Yeah. So not not to scare you more, and no, obviously no, not, it's not. But I not think that's something that. a, a sleep disorder. Sleep disorders are really serious. Even sleep apnea. People don't realize how serious sleep disorders are and how bad for your health they are, and how important getting a proper night's sleep is to. Uh, to your life yeah. So yeah Just go see a therapist It's nothing to be ashamed about Because I think the urine Makes you a little bit ashamed When you shouldn't be But really just think of this As like Oh I have some kind of A sleep disorder And figure it out Yeah and your insurance should definitely uh, cover that if you have it. And if not, hopefully you can find some kind of like a, a sliding scale therapist. Because uh, I don't know exactly what type of therapist you would go to. But that that's something you can find online yeah. if you Google it. Because there's some therapists that do dream shit. Totally. Um, so I would definitely want to get to this email. And then the next one you have to read. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Subject line. Why can I only get an erection with girls I don't like? Hey, guys. You two are so fucking funny. You rock. Please don't use my name. You can call me Frank. Okay, that's what he said. So I have a rather (laughs) concerning problem. I'm a 25-year-old guy who slept around quite a bit, almost always with random women who I either don't care about or uh, or actually find unlikable. Just because if I'm just trying to have sex for the sake of sex, of having sex, I don't really discriminate when it comes to personality. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks for being honest. Hope I don't sound like a total dick. You don't. Uh, Now, I've actually had a lot of really great sex with these many women whom I didn't know and or don't like. I easily get an erection. We have sex and we quite often come at the same time, which is cool. Okay, so here's the problem. There have been a couple women who I actually really liked slash had a big crush on on uh, sprinkled into the mix of people I've slept with. But for some reason, on these rare occasions when I get a chance to have sex with someone I actually really like, I have a rather hard time getting a boner. This is so frustrating to me because when it's just some random person I have no feelings for, it's very easy for me to get a boner or give her pleasure. But when it's someone who I actually really care about giving pleasure to, I have a really hard time getting erect and doing so. Do you think I've programmed my brain in a Pavlonian way to only get a boner if I know I don't care about seeing the other person? Is this my brain trying to protect me from real slash real vulnerability slash intimacy? I have been cheated on twice, so maybe that's some kind of defense mechanism. I've recently had sex for the first time with a girl I really, really like. We had gone out five times or so. And on the sixth date, she felt ready to have sex. And when we did, I couldn't get a full boner. And I hadn't even jerked off that day. I'm just very sad because even when I'm sleeping with women I don't really care for, giving another person pleasure is very satisfying to me. And I wish I could share that with uh, with the people I really care about. Maybe it's just normal to not have great sex the first time you sleep with someone. I don't know. Well, thanks for your help. Also, Christina, did you end up fucking that fireman who hit on you? Oh, thanks for asking, Frank. Um, no, I didn't. 
um, I kissed him. He was actually a good kisser. So, okay. This is obviously all mental. This is all mental, and you know that. Um, it's We talked about this before, about guys when not getting a boner but sometimes when they don't get a boner it means they actually really do like you a lot Mm -hmm. that is true dan savage talks about it all the time it's mental one thing that may help you because this is all mental so you can change this by changing your mind right so now you have to figure out well how to change your mind best so that you can get a boner with this girl you really like you've been on five dates with Mm -hmm. talk to her about it talk to her about it if you if you've gone on five or six dates that means you guys have talked a lot i would assume unless you go to the movies every date. <laughs> and there's a way to talk about it that doesn't feel overly explainy or clinical or whatever. You can just say like, I mean, because what you said to us, I'm like, yeah, dude, that sucks and let's talk about it. If you said that to me, then we were going on all these dates. You said it to me the way you said it in your email. I would totally have a conversation with you about it. I think I like the way you, whoever's writing this, I'm calling you Frank. I like the way you talk. I like the way you communicate. Um, and I like how in touch you are with your feelings and how you notice that you're, it might be a defense mechanism because who fucking knows? I don't know. But I think if you go on all these dates with people and it gets to the point where, wait, she wants to fuck. I want to fuck. I have this thing that I know is going to not do well. Um, me and your dick uh, with someone you like have a conversation about that and just be honest with the fact that you're kind of nervous because you do this weird thing where you love having sex and a lot of times when you have sex with people it's for sex sake which is not a rude thing to say and if a girl gets mad at you for that that's fucking her problem because that's not you're nothing wrong with what you're saying it's how you think it's what your preference well, it's also is like not like you're saying that to the girl that you're only fucking exactly and so it's a so, compliment really exactly so by making it clear like a lot of times i have a lot of casual sex and and it's with people that i'm not interested in a relationship you could just say it that way instead of like they're ugly or they're a cunt um <laughs> <laughs> and then say it's really easy for me to get an erection but when i really like somebody it, it my my dick does this thing where it gets really shy because i'm nervous because it's all mental and mm-hmm. And I really like you. So, Mm -hmm. and then I think you should take the conversation to a place where it's like, maybe the first time you're intimate, don't have intercourse. I would say that if because you across can a, the board to anyone, if you're super interested in having a relationship, I would go no sex in the first date. Eat her out, dude. You said you 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 say it's um you're bummed that you can't give this girl pre- pleasure because you really like her. There are so many more ways to give a girl pleasure that have nothing to do with your dick. Mm. Eating her out, fingering her. Doing those things, playing with her clit, those things are the most fun. And it doesn't matter if your dick works or not. Yeah. That's why a lot of women, like the whole uh, bigger is better, bigger dick is better. It's not really better because if you use it right and you're good with your hands and you're good with your tongue, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? And the no sex on the first date isn't at all like a a whore thing. Uh, It's just that uh, if you have good sex, you can then be distracted from seeing bad qualities in a per, in a person, oh, and it's true. really hard to unhook. Really hard to unhook yourself, true. especially if you have any kind of like addictive personality. So for me, like I mean, like and sometimes like, and sometimes I like no, I don't. I've never dated someone like officially who I actually thought was a bad person, but there's one person who I had had seen on and off for a while who I actually think is a bad person, mm. and I knew it. And, yeah. I, and all my friends knew it. Sometimes you think it's hot, but I was just like, "This sex is just so good." And and for me, like the the abuse isn't. <laughs> I mean, it isn't infiltrating. So I was like, yeah. I just made me feel bad for him, and I would just be like, "LOL," you know, <laughs> like who's the totally yeah. loser in this situation? It's not me. Um, but even if you go on multiple dates with this person, and yeah. she's ready to have sex. Don't have sex right away, honestly, and that'll make her hot. That'll probably make her hornier if she's like, "Okay, now I'm ready to have sex," because I'm thinking. 
five or six dates in, she says she's ready to have sex. I'm guessing you didn't finger her because right. you would have said this on, or like, you know, done other things, right? Like been sexual in another, another way. So when if she says she's ready to have sex and you say, I'm not ready yet because, and this, my dick does this thing, blah, blah, blah. She's probably going to want to bang even more. Right. And um, not that I want to encourage negging or mind fuckery, but it but is. you're being honest. It's part of it. Uh, I mean, like if you don't, if you don't fuck a girl on a first date and like, I mean, like they're just going to get more thirsty for it if they actually like you. And I mean, then they. But then, reasoning for not having sex with her immediately would be because of this thing you're telling us about so it's not like you're using it it's like you know it's a bonus that she's gonna want to fuck you more the the fact that you're not gonna fuck her the first yeah. time she wants and to if fuck. you're not comfortable talking about it to her i mean i think there is some work that obviously needs to be done um you know and it's something i don't i mean obviously like i have a vagina so i don't have to worry about a boner which is like the but one. our turn being turned on is mental that's for sure oh for sh- for sure but it's like easier like you can fake getting wet you can't fake yes. an erection so that's the difference because like yeah. you can put some lube up in there or lick you know lick your hand and hey, wipe it in and you're, hole, and you're you know? fine um but i mean definitely like i always like as soon as i meet up with someone like on a date if i'm not attracted to them or if like in my case if <laughs> i've realized that they're homosexual um <laughs> i ace the date but if when I really like someone, yeah. I'll get. I'm so nervous, and sometimes I do okay, um, and sometimes I don't. And I've luckily like had some experience like meeting people that I really admired, which was not a date, but is like a similar feeling. If you could be yourself in front of that, yeah, you'll be okay. So it, and it was really hard, but like people. I mean, just an example. Like the first time I talked to like David Tell, like oh, I yeah, felt yeah. like we weren't on a date, but I was so fucking nervous that we might as well have been, even though he was uh, not interested. <laughs> But you don't know that. So no, just like wasn't. getting pa- so just like getting past that, and the, and the real way to get past that is to stop having sex with these women that you don't care about, yeah, and exclusively Save sleep with people your that you semen do for the lady you love, yeah. And then, <laughs> oh kinda, my god, I do mean that. That sounds funny. But then also like train yourself to get past because like the only way to fight down. the fear is to is to go right into exactly. it. Exactly. So it's Feel like if you're scared anyway. of something, you you keep doing it, and then eventually you won't be scared anymore. The same as like doing stand up. Like yeah, terrified the first couple times I did it but now it's my job and i can literally like walk in take a bite of cheesy gordita crunch get on stage still finish chewing it and feel comfortable i mean when i started stand-up i couldn't eat within like five hours of doing a set now i literally will be like finishing chewing right. it when i get on stage because Baby it's just steps. my job it's comfort it's comfort my job levels. now yeah. yeah it's comfort level so save your jizz for the lady of your dreams save your jizz okay um this email yeah thank you for signing we gotta, it we gotta get to this email uh <clears throat> my encounter <laughs> with r kelly dun 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 hey Damn. ladies so i just finished watching surviving r kelly and i'm feeling some type of way anytime someone says that i know shit's about to go down mm-hmm. about six years ago he played a music festival in chicago that my friends and i went to we were leaving the show we ran into him uh, when we were leaving the show we ran into him getting on his tour bus and all <laughs> took pictures blah 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 he definitely did Man, I just imagine R. Kelly walking on his tour bus so slowly yeah. so that everybody can <laughs> fucking see him. It's like when you have a crush on someone and you have like a loud, hilarious conversation right in front of them. Yeah. Oh, but it's R. Kelly who's already fucking famous. Like, or you oh, keep going pathetic. to the bathroom pathetic. and then the person just thinks you have diarrhea and <laughs> and you don't care. And it's really He's not working. Um, okay, so uh, we took pictures, blah, blah, blah. As we left, he slipped my friend a piece of paper with a phone number on it. God. We were young and curious, so we texted it. Long story short, oh, we shit. ended up at his studio thinking we were going to some after party situation that was not the case at all there were random people passed out everywhere and we couldn't enter the studio without signing a non-disclosure agreement 
that's not a great wow that's not a great look um my friend and i ended up somehow alone in a room where him uh with him where he referred to us as uh quote little white babies Uh, and asked us our age right off the bat we were in our late 20s i knew right away we were in some shit once we were in the room he almost immediately pulled his penis out to which i made a scene and called him a weirdo oh you sick burn little white baby (laughs) he also tried to dictate that my friends and i perform sex acts on each other I just wasn't there for that or into that, so I talked a lot of shit to him. Wow. He was not a fan of me or my attitude, so he forcefully escorted me out while he proceeded to lock my friend in his studio with him. Oh, my God. Uh, The things she told me about uh, what he did slash wanted done to him are not something that I want to get into, so you know it's dark. Uh, But he is not well. At the time, she said she was okay and consented to being there. But looking back, we are both in shock that we would even get into that situation. I know our story is not even close to what the women in this documentary experience. Well, it doesn't seem great, honey, honestly. So, uh, but looking back, it was super fucked up. Yeah. And anyone that doesn't think he's fucking sick or still supports his music needs to get a grip on reality. He's a literal monster. And I 100% believe the stories told about him because I've seen it firsthand. And people always want to blame the victims. Like, why even go? What were you thinking? But our society has completely normalized his behavior for so long we didn't even think about it and also celebrity guys the power yeah um we thought we were going to a party at a celebrity's house exactly which when you're young is exciting and we should be able to have those experiences in life without the fear of being assaulted by that person i know it could have been much worse and although my sassy mouth gets me in trouble a lot in life i think it saved me from being another victim of his wow Wow, that last she pulled a corinne that last sentence resonated with me but i mean it's it's true because And there's uh, there's also another woman in the documentary who is the older sister of I guess it's is Azriel's older sister yeah, I believe yeah yeah and, 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 and it, Azriel's older sister also was mouthy enough that uh, she got out of it and there, uh, there's multiple wow. experiences uh, that I've heard of where you know it's like it's 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 goes along with the story that my mom always used to tell me when I was a kid called the ransom of Red Chief uh, and I'm if that's racist I, I, I don't know it's, it's just the name, name. Of the, it's the name of the fucking story I don't know. Uh, I just you never know these days, but whatever. whatever. The, True. The um the the story itself, in short, is about a kid who gets kidnapped, and he's so fucking difficult that the kid the kidnappers send him back. Wow. Um, and so well, that's uh, why everybody wants everybody to be quiet and to themselves and polite because then everybody that's easy. It's so easy for me to have power. Over of you. course. I mean, basically, like if like, you know, we are so scared to be difficult, but like, like unless someone has a weapon to your head, being difficult, yeah, don't be difficult then is usually not is usually not worth it. But yeah. I mean, with a weapon to your head, I mean, like a lot of times you're going to die, you're going to die. You're going to. Yeah. I mean, like that's the same thing that like, we talked about, you know, carjacking, like once you're in the car, like try to fucking get out even if the car is moving I yeah. mean, not at top speed but uh you know at a red light whatever even if a person has a gun because once you're like away t- taken away like the chances of you getting back are very very slim um so yeah speaking speaking out and not just be being okay and, and and listening to your gut again we went over these statistics a while back but so many uh women 
got themselves into a bad situation and again like not blaming the woman but like you know just stop it trust your fucking instincts your instincts are so spot on i mean think of yourself we are humans we are animals Mm -hmm. if you feel something is not right is weird and a lot of times i'll get out of an elevator i've gotten out of off a subway car and just like if something feels weird don't worry i've gotten off subway cars because i'm like that guy's gonna kill me don't worry about offending people don't worry about it whatever just you know we're not that's not the concern your safety is more of a concern than hurting someone's feelings and being worried about hurting other people's feelings is how people get power over you and so understanding these dynamics at play we're not throwing blame anywhere but understanding the dynamics at play is going to make you more aware if it ever happens to you which hopefully it does not yeah and then also bringing back to what i always tell you no adult man wants to be your friend I know So true If there's one thing You can get from this podcast No it is adult man Wants no to be your friend No adult man lady. Wants to be your friend Yeah no I really That really resonates with me Because <laughs> sometimes I still think Adult men want to be my friends Well even with the guy I, I, I like I like Even when I, when I was so concerned About like if it was a, Like and I was like Is this a date or not What me uh, No professional musician Oh for you me, oh. I was like No guy wants to I be I was like friend, Corinne, Corinne This is what you say All the time to Christina And you're not Fucking listening to your own goddamn it's advice It's easy to fall into Though in it And girl. then you're like Of course <laughs> Of course I was like This is your fucking motto No adult man Wants to be your friend How could you forget Your own fucking motto I know The possibility of Possibly fucking somebody Causes wars has brought down empires brought down presidencies uh, and has made work more fun yeah and i'm like i mean i guess it's like i'm like i thought i'm like i think my personality is too interesting i'm like no of course it's not no adult man wants to be your friend no adult man wants to be your friend (laughs) guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of guys we fucked we didn't announce this but we are the guests uh oh yeah we we did it at the beginning yeah we said at the beginning um but we appreciate you thanks for emailing us sorry about last night's show at gmail.com is our email continue to email us these emails are fucking insane we have so many we we have this pdf that our associate producer put together and we only got to page three of 12 so yeah these, and these we're gonna emails keep are insane because dude. we have so much good content and you know as i as i mentioned we're gonna do these every you know couple of months uh just to catch people up with yeah. what is happening in the inbox because it's so interesting and there's so much to learn from and if you have uh original music oh yes gwf podcast produce uh, uh podcast Music. <laughs> That's why I looked at you because I was like, yes, Do you it is. know it? <laughs> GWF podcast music at, gmail. at gmail.com. Send it to Mike. Mike Coscarelli. Streaming links. That's what we need. Streaming links. If he chooses your song to be on the podcast, what he's going to do is he's going to send you this like thing that you have to copy and paste and acknowledge, basically saying, like Yes, you can use my song. Um, so, yeah, please uh, do that because yes. all of the music is listener submitted and you guys are really fucking talented. We love you lots. Thank you so much. Take good care of yourself. Don't drink and drive. Use and a condom. Older men, they don't want to be your friend. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha